0: God bless you and welcome to Love Thy Neighbor. This week on Love Thy Neighbor, we are going to go deep. I mean, so deep that you're going to have to have some scuba gear. We're going to go into the depths of some things that are keeping people from accomplishing the goals that God has in his heart for them. We've been talking about territories, platforms, and open doors. And God has been revealing to me in this study that there are some things that are blocking these open doors. There are some adversaries that we're going to have to deal with when we go through these open open doors. There are some problems that we're going to have to handle as we are given these platforms to speak from. And there are going to be some enemies in the territories that God has called us to enter. And so today on Love Thy Neighbor, we're going to deal with false prophets, sorcerers, and familiar spirits on Love Thy Neighbor. God bless you and welcome back to Love Thy Neighbor. As we dive into today's uh, topic, we're going to deal with um, different adversaries that right now, right this moment, are derailing and devouring and destroying believers and keeping them from being successful in the things that God has ordained for their life. And what's interesting is we've been set up. We've been set up to fail. We've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, run amok. The wool has been pulled over our eyes by wolves in sheep's, sheep's clothing. And we haven't even noticed that we have been set up to fail by false prophets and false teachers in 2nd Peter I'm going to dive right into this in 2nd Peter chapter 2 Peter says this But there were also false prophets among the people even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies even denying the lord who brought them and bringing on themselves swift destruction and many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of the truth will be blasphemed by covetousness by covetousness this word covetousness means greed It means greed. By covetousness or greed, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. We've been set up. And the reason why, when you say things like territories, our mind goes to selfish, greedy places, is because we have been hoodwinked. The reason why you say platform and immediately people start thinking selfishly and about themselves is because we have been run amuck. When you say open doors, the reason why people's mind goes to selfish things is because of false teachers who have set us up not only To fail, but they've set us up to be attacked and deceived by further false prophets, by sorcerers and people operating in divination, by familiar spirits that are twisting things and keeping us from obeying God. I mean, they are... They are ravishing the believers. I want you to listen to this. Um, a familiar spirit... According to the Strong's coordinates, A familiar spirit is one who is acquainted... With the unseen world. Um, the root word, yada A knowing one... Specifically... A conjurer of ghosts or spirits. Divination. Divination in the New Testament is the Greek word python. Uh, There was a young girl in the book of Acts who had the spirit of divination or the spirit of a python. This word divination also means to be a soothsayer or a predictor of the future one who can tell people um, secrets about their life and about their future um, false prophets false prophets what makes a prophet false is not that what he says or what she says is not true it's the purpose for what they're saying it. The purpose and if the purpose is for you to go and chase after other things than God other values than God then that is a false prophet Deuteronomy chapter 13 says this if there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and he gives you a sign or a wonder and the sign or wonder comes to pass it actually happens of which he spoke to you then says let's go after other gods which you have not known and let us serve them you shall not listen to the words of that prophet that dreamer of dreams wait a minute he said if it comes to pass still don't listen to it if that person is leading you to serve another god or another version of god or causing you to focus on them as the source which is another God instead of going to God as the source listen he said if it comes to pass and then says let's go serve other gods you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer of dreams for the Lord your God is testing you listen as God brings you into new territories listen as you stand on new platforms and you have the opportunity to proclaim from these platforms, the word of God, as God opens doors, you are going to be tested. Paul said specifically in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse nine, that God has opened an effective door, but there are many adversaries. When you walk into the destiny that God has for you, you must be prepared to be tested by false prophets by diviners and sorcerers, by familiar spirits that are trying to lead you astray. Because in the realm of success, in the realm of accomplishment, anytime you accomplish anything, prepare to deal with someone trying to take and twist it for personal gain. Listen to me. Whenever God speaks... He speaks concerning his divine will, not our personal wants. A false prophet is going to focus in on your personal want and it will have nothing to do with accomplishing God's will in your life. I'm trying to help you. Uh, 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 A witch or warlock or soothsayer, diviner, person operating in divination is going to focus on trying to get you what you want they're going to prophesy what you want they're going to give you direction on what you want you know why they can't say anything about god's will is because they're not privileged they're not privy to god's will even though watch this he said that the diviner or that the the prophet or dreamer of dreams if he says If he shows you a sign or a wonder or speaks something to you and it comes to pass. This is what's really scary is that it may actually happen. It may happen. But the problem is, why is it happening? And where are you being led to as it relates to this being a use of manipulation to get you to a place where you are way off? You're no longer serving God. You're no longer thinking about God. You're thinking about getting more and more and more for yourself. This is the scary thing about these adversaries because... Those of us that are pursuing the mission, the vision, the purpose of God, we're going to get to certain levels. And that's where those spirits, that's where those enemies are going to come against us and try to twist and and, and, and distort and redirect us into other things. It's sad because there are people that started out so sound in doctrine and then you begin to read their posts and you begin to listen to the things that they're saying and you're like, wait a minute, they just entered into divination. Do they realize that it just became all about them and it's no longer about God's will in their life? It's no longer about where God is taking them? Listen, when God gives dreams and visions, God is giving us wisdom and knowledge for his plans and his purpose is to be brought to pass in our life. Not for us to go off on our own. Not for us to say, you know what? As long as God is on my side, I can accomplish anything. What you don't understand about that statement is that the subject becomes you. And God becomes the supporting cast. Whereas as long as God has called me to do this particular thing, nothing can stop me. That means that God has called you to do something and it's going to be God that causes you to succeed in that something. But when you say, as long as God is with me, I can accomplish anything. You just, you just entered into divination because you're not following God you're following your own hopes and dreams, and you're asking God to come alongside and support that, which means you just created a different God. You just created an idol. An idol is a false God, a created God, a God that doesn't really exist, but you've created in your mind or you've created an image that this particular God is. Gives you the things that you want and helps you accomplish the goals that you have. God doesn't give us what we want unless what we want is also what is needed, what you need to succeed in doing His will. Let me say that again God does not give us what we want unless what we want is also what we need to succeed in accomplishing his will. I'm going to say that one more time because I just heard somebody in the Spirit say, say that again. God does not give us what we want unless what we want is also what we need to succeed in doing God's will. If you're doing God's will, then nothing can stop you. The apostle Paul found that out. He's on a boat that is totally destroyed. And God said, no loss of life. You're going to make it. He makes it to land on a piece of board, broken pieces of board. He makes it to land. When he gets to land, he gets to drying himself off and a snake jumps out of the fire and bites him. He shakes the snake off and keeps warming his hands. You know why? Because nothing can stop him on the way to accomplishing the thing that God willed for his life. He's not invincible because he's doing his thing. He's invincible because he's doing God's thing. And and what happens is If you were to go to a tarot card reader or uh, uh, um, a psychic, they could tell you that you're going to launch a a successful business. You're going to get married in two to three years. Uh, You're going to have four kids. Uh, 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 You're going to run into some trouble, but you're going to get through it. Because you're going to reach this particular goal. They can say all those things and they can be 100% accurate. But if they're not connecting those things to the will of God, then they just gave you more ammunition to follow your own heart, to follow your own desires. There's one thing that false prophets, psychics, soothsayers, sorcerers diviners people operating in divination all these people have in common is that they want to tell you what you want to hear they play on your greed not on the need for things that you must have in order to accomplish God's goals in your life Most of us don't have gospel-guided goals. Most of us are not making decisions directed by sound doctrine. We're making decisions that are directed by selfish motives and false prophets and sorcerers and people operating in divination play on that. Now watch this. Here's the scary thing is that we then start operating in divination what do you mean we start trying to access the spirit realm for answers to questions that we have about our life and our future and you say well apostle what is wrong with that I don't see anything wrong with that shouldn't we be asking God about our future wait a minute Wait a minute. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he taught them something that was very interesting, that in this day and age has been taught against. Jesus taught his disciples to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Number one, that's putting God in the place where you are submitted to his will, you're trusting in his sovereignty, and you're reverencing his authority in your life as fathers. You're submitted to his will, you're trusting his sovereignty, and you are reverencing his authority in your life. But number two, he says, our father who are in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, which means his, rever- his, his authority comes, Right his rule, his reign over your life, right? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Listen to me. Just slow down for a second. And think about the things that you are asking. Are these things according to God's will or according to your want? Some of you that are going to be honest are going to say, well, I don't know. That person, oh yeah, there's help for you. Because the reason why you don't know is because it's almost impossible to know. That's why you don't pray for what you want. You pray for God's will to be done. If you pray for God's will to be done and what you want lines up with God's will, then you get a bonus God's will is being done and you get what you want but most of the time what we want is based on greed it's based on the spirit of the world it's based on what we never got when we were children it's based on what we saw on TV it's based on what our next door neighbor got a lot of the things that we want are not missional they're not attached to God's assignment on our life they're not connected to the calling that he has called us to they're about our comfort our convenience a way to make my life better and it makes us a target for false prophets for diviners spiritists soothsayers witches and warlocks and people who are operating in divination I'm going to show you something before I close out this particular broadcast when we pray when we pray we have to stop praying for what we want and we have to put all of our effort and strength into praying for God's will to be done. Now watch this. Let's put it in a practical example. I need a job. Let's say I need a job. My instinct is to pray that God provides a job. No. I don't want to pray that God provides a job. I want to pray that God gives me this day my daily bread. God provide the need in my life. Because what if God provides an opportunity to build a business and you don't have to go to a job. What if God opens up a door for you to go into full-time ministry and you never even thought about doing that? But if you're focused on I've got to get a job because I've got to make money, then what what you want? is driving you when an ult- when ultimately you need to be trying to figure out what you need in order to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Well, wait a minute. Well, wait, I, I can't fulfill God's purpose if I don't have a job to pay my bills. Ah, now you're thinking correctly. Now pray for God's will to be done in that area because you understand that it's not about the money or the job it's about creating an opportunity for me to focus on God's will too often we are living life based upon our wants and our desires and that's why the false teachers in second Peter chapter two will exploit you with covetous words They'll have you in church shouting and dancing because they're promising new houses and new cars and doors open to have this and to have that. But nobody's promising you. Nobody's preaching to you about being perseverant in the purpose of God. Nobody's preaching to you about the mission of souls being saved, of lives being changed for all eternity. Nobody's reminding you that heaven and earth is going to pass away, but God's word is going to stand. That all that is in this world is the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. And these things are passing away and they are not of God. And so when we're chasing after these things, we're chasing the wind and we'll never catch it. But if we chase after God, then he will position us in the territories that he has assigned to us. He will He will give us the platforms that we need to preach his word. And along with that, the provision to focus on preaching his word. He will also open the doors for us to preach the gospel. And that may be a job, that may be a business. That may be uh, uh, your YouTube channel that may be, you know, monetizing you. That may be your podcast growing to a point where you don't have to work a nine to five. You can focus on preaching the gospel and preaching the word or serving your community. There's a lot of different things that God can do. You know, somebody may go into the uh, be become a fireman so that you can be there on the scene and be God's angel of mercy on the scene. But God opens that door for you to be that. Uh, that God can put you as a doctor, and in there you're bringing healing to the world. But you're there to let people know that even doctors believe in God. Even doctors know that God is the ultimate healer. Whatever door God opens for you, He's opening it because He. He wants to make his name known. He wants to make his name great. And attached to that, you are partnering with him. Listen to me. And I'm going to end it here. There was a, there, there was a man named Simon in Acts chapter 8. Man named Simon, Acts chapter 8. This man practiced sorcery. And he wowed the people. They were just blown away by what he was doing. It even goes on to say that they thought that he was actually the power of God. Acts chapter 8 verse 9, it says, But there was a certain man called Simon, who was previously practiced sorcery in the city, and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying that this man is the great power of Of God, and they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorcery for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs. That we're done. Listen to me. People who have operated in divination. divination, Who have operated in witchcraft. Are going to be attracted. To miracles. Signs. Wonders. They're also. Going to be attracted. To prophetic ministry. You know why? Because they're used to. Spiritual things. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because you've got to be careful when you're hearing from God that what you're hearing from God is about God's will and not about your one. When you begin to pray, God, when am I going to get married? You just entered into divination. You say, Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? What do you mean? Why can't I pray that? Because you being married has to be about God's will, not about your want. And if you want it bad enough, somebody's gonna prophesy it to you. Somebody's gonna speak it to you. Somebody's gonna promise it to you. And you know what that's gonna do? It's going to keep you distracted from God and keep you focused on the thing that you want. And the thing that you want then becomes an idol. Simon later on in the same chapter sees the apostles come down from Jerusalem, lay hands on people and they receive the Holy Spirit. And Simon offers them money to receive that power. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Because he's not focused on the transformation. He's focused on the power. This is is why people are so afraid of charismatic people. People who believe in the Holy Spirit and the move of the Spirit. Because there is a thin line between stepping over into things like divination. Things like witchcraft things like covetousness and you're just wanting the power you just want to be able to lay hands on somebody so you'll sit up under somebody who can do that in order to get the blessing to be able to go mm, lay hands on somebody you say well that's not me that's probably not you you're probably the more uh, uh practical person who just wants to be able to speak into existence a new job who wants to speak into existence a new house Who wants to speak into existence, um, comfort, and ease over your life? That when the adversaries come, I just want to be able to speak and they disappear instead of having to learn how to deal with the struggles and deal with what is spiritually confronting you. And a lot of times, that thing that's spiritually confronting you is trying to pull on your greed. There are so many people that were so sound and so humble until they got a little bit of money, until their credit score got right, until they got married. As soon as they started getting the things that they wanted, they started forgetting about the will of God. Because sometimes in the will of God, you're going to suffer, but nobody ever wants to suffer. In the will of God, it's a possibility that you may go through some tough times. But in your will, you never want to go through tough times. And so when you start getting some things that you want, like when Satan uh, stood uh, up to Jesus and said, you know, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. Jesus said, nah, I'm cool. It makes no sense when you think about it. Jesus was saying no. No to comfort and ease and power and property to go and suffer and die that's what he's literally saying no to satan is saying look i'll give you this you don't gotta go do all this dying stuff just go here and bow down worship me and i'll give you all this he says no i'm gonna worship god and him only And some of us, when Satan offers these things, we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled. We have been tricked into thinking that it's God offering them because we've been told that God wants us to be happy, happy, wealthy, healthy, and everything to go well. This is a destructive teaching and it is divination. It's false prophecy. It is familiar spirits accessing secrets that you've whispered to people, that you've said to people, and, and, and now promising it to you. People of God, we have to focus on the will of God. You don't want to succeed unless your success leads you closer to Christ if your success leads you to a place where talking about Jesus makes you uncomfortable now because you've gotten a little bit more successful you've made a little bit more money now you don't really want to talk about Jesus you'll say God but you won't say Jesus now now All that spooky spiritual stuff. I don't want to deal with that. I just want to live a good life. And prosper. And have good things happen to me. I don't want to have conflict. I don't want to run into issues with people. And what it does is it sets us up. To be tricked. And to be taken advantage of false teachers, false prophets, people operating in divination, and then all of a sudden they're teaching us divination, and we're doing it. We're speaking to our wallets, and saying wallet be full of money. We won't tell people that we're having a tough day, because somehow that's going to um, make it real. But it is real, I'm having a tough day. But God is still good, even in my tough day. Well, no, God can't be good if you're having a tough day. Uh-oh. Now you're reshaping God based upon your desires, based upon your wants, based upon your needs, based based upon your greed. That God is only good when things are good. But Job said, shall we not accept the good and the bad? Well, his wife said, no. His wife said, curse God and die. If that's the kind of God that you're going to serve, that you're going to have to accept good and bad, then I don't want to serve him. And that's what people are saying. That's why they're recreating God to be in the image that they can worship, which is idolatry. And when we begin to worship false images and idols that are not there, we're actually operating in divination because now we're prophesying what we want. We're not prophesying from the spirit of God. We're prophesying from another spirit. We're operating in familiar spirits because we're accessing, you know, spiritual knowledge that is not from God. But we think it's we're saying it's from God, but we've created a whole nother image of God. So it's not God. We've got to change now. And I'm going to work on this subject more and more because We've got to unplug from this system that has got us corrupted and thinking that the Bible is a self-help book. And I'm going to close with this. My wife and I, a few of the guys were having a conversation and we we're talking about this particular subject of how we've turned God into our personal genie. And we find people who will prophesy the things that we want to hear um, that will give us you know these encouraging words and not let us feel bad about anything we don't want to we don't want to feel any pain we don't feel any hurt and so uh, we've turned the church we've turned christianity we've turned the bible into a home depot you say why you say home depot depot because home depot their slogan is do it yourself And so what we do is we don't want relationship with God. We just want directions on how to go fix stuff that breaks. We just want directions on how to build what we want to build, not build what God is calling for us to build. And so we don't want to really connect to God. We want to connect to a version of God that supports our wants and our desires, And so we'll read a scripture and we'll say, that's good. And we go use that to build what we want to build because we're treating it like a Home Depot. We just go find the pieces and the parts and we do it ourselves. We don't need to be discipled. That's why people don't want to be discipled no more. Some people don't even want to go to church anymore. Just I'll go listen to some messages and pick the parts that I want because I'm just going to build the kind of life that I want myself. I don't want to live according to scripture. I want scripture. I want to cherry pick scripture for the things that I can use to accomplish my goals. And I'm speaking to somebody out there. I pray that you're listening. I pray that this wakes you up and it causes you to think about some of the things that you're doing, some of the successes that you're having. And I pray that you don't miss this because it's very important. It's very important. That you check your motives. That you check. When things go wrong in my life. Do I feel like God has forsaken me or failed me? If either one of those things are true. Then you've entered in. To a danger zone. Things can go wrong and God can be blessing you. And you just not know it at the time. Because sometimes things go wrong to position you for God's purpose and his will. Because without them, you'll never accomplish the goals that God has for you. But when you remove them, it's easier to accomplish the goals that you have for yourself. I pray that we wake up. I pray that we wake up. I pray that we wake up. And honestly, I am praying every day. That believers would unplug from this self-serving, self-centered, selfish ambition that we're calling passion for God. And it's really not about God at all. It's about getting God to give me what I want. And what it does is it sets me up for witchcraft. It sets me up for divination. In the story in Acts 16, a young girl... Who, the Apostle Paul verse 16 Acts 16 verse 16 he cast the spirit out of her the spirit um, verse 18 he cast the spirit out of her and scholars tried to say that oh she was operating as a ventriloquist well here's the problem with that when Paul cast the spirit out of her the people of the town got angry and they threw Paul in prison If she was just doing ventriloquism, then she could have just kept doing that. But the Bible says that he cast a spirit out of her. And this spirit obviously was predicting things for them, telling them secrets about themselves, um, giving them insight. The, the, The Bible says that these men were being made wealthy, that they were making money off of this girl. That's how accurate her words were. Be careful. Just because somebody tells you something true doesn't mean that it's from God. Just because somebody says something that rings true to you or fits what you want or what you desire or what you're looking for does not mean that that it's God, unless what you're looking for is about the will of God. And in order to know that you've got to put, you've got to deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. You've got to forsake yourself. you got to forget about what you want and focus on what God wants. And then when a word comes to you, you'll know it's from God. Just like when Agabus came to Paul and showed him Paul's hands being bound, hand and foot, and being taken to Jerusalem and, and uh, taken to Rome and being mistreated or Jerusalem and being mistreated and everybody around him said Paul don't go but Paul knew that that was the will of God because he knew what God had told him to do Paul wasn't in it for money houses cars he was in it to accomplish the mission and the goal that God had called him to and so when Agabus said this is going to happen to you he said amen I'm ready are you in a position where somebody says well look Here's what's getting ready to happen. And it doesn't look good, but it puts you right where you need to be to accomplish God's goal. You're going to have to lose that job because God is getting ready to position you for his purpose. Whoa, I don't want to lose this job. Mm. And so I want to leave you with this. I want everybody who's listening. If you have not watched the movie, The American Gospel, go out and watch it. It's on Netflix watch it before they take it off of there. (laughs) Uh, It will open your eyes. It will transform your life. It will cause you to see some things because we need a detox in the church from the prosperity gospel because the prosperity gospel, the health and wealth gospel has set us up for witchcraft and divination and to be taken advantage of by false prophets and false teachers. I know this is a lot to handle. Please, Send me your messages. Give me your feedback. Talk to me. I asked you to do that last week. Nobody reached out to me. Please, if you're listening, if you're out there, if you're hearing this, send me a message. Talk to me. Let me pray with you. Let me show you scripture. Let me unhook you from the lies, the the, the, the deceit. The Bible says that he gave us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints, uh, for the edifying of the body, to bring us all into the unity of faith, into the maturity of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, so that we will not be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by the deceitful and the cunningness of men. This is what it's about want to save people from the torture uh, that they put themselves through, thinking that they're failures, thinking that their whole life is a waste of time because they're not prospering in these things that people, false teachers have told you to go after instead of you going after the will of God. And so Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. That you would raise up a people that are focused on your will, not their one. That they would go after what is needed to accomplish the goals, the mission, the vision, the purpose that you've called them to, God. I pray that they would see through the lies of the enemy and that they would see clearly the things that you want them to do and that their great revival would break out and that your people would be at the forefront of preaching the gospel everywhere in every industry. I don't care if it's music or business or or, uh, uh, education. I know we've been banned and we've been pushed out of these areas and you can't talk about Jesus there. You can't talk about Jesus on this platform. You can't talk about your faith on this platform, but I'm praying for people that are daring, that are bold, that are full of the spirit, that they would take Christ into whatever area, whatever territory they go into, that they would take that territory for the kingdom of God and that they would not be swallowed up by the gods of that territory, that they would not fall into the traps of the things and the people that what they're speaking in those areas. Like Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We are not going to serve the gods of the Amorites. We're not going to serve the gods uh, that our forefathers served on the other side of the river. We're going to serve the Lord. And so I pray for people in this day and age that would serve the Lord unashamedly and not try to back down or sugarcoat it or water it, down so that it's easier for people to understand it or, or take it in or listen to it but they would be unadulterated unadulterately unashamed to express Jesus Christ and what real love is what real truth is and God I thank you and I praise you for what you're doing in the hearts and minds of your people in Jesus name amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Love Thy Neighbor today. I pray that you listen to this whole thing and digest it. Uh, it's going to bless you. Uh, I, I guarantee it. Those of you that are contributing, that are helping us out, thank you so much, so much, so much. You're making it possible for us to continue to grow. As a matter of fact, we're working on a new book and you will be at the first in line to receive a copy of that book if you are already contributing to love thy neighbor podcast so if you're not contributing get on get on top of it start contributing so when the book comes out it's going to be late july and it comes out you'll get a copy sent right to you because you're already a contributor uh, to this great podcast we thank you for listening remember to love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself god bless you